Hello and welcome back. It's great to have you here with us as we go through God's Word together. We need to give thanks to God as a ministry because this month is the first year anniversary of our English audio ministry. So praise God for that. We hope that this ministry will continue being a great blessing to your lives in the years to come. And I'm saying that through faith because that is all up to the good Lord. We're continuing our series on the end times. I wish we were sharing something a little less difficult as part of our anniversary, but it's God's will that we're going through this right now. <clears throat> so we should just embrace it and try to glean what the Lord is trying to tell us. After all, God is ultimately trying to prepare us for what may come in the near future, and being ready is more important than a happy-go-lucky sermon. Motivational speaking may help you get through the week, but die-hard biblical truth will help you face life's toughest challenges so you can make it into eternity. As part of today's prayer outlook, I would like to continue to encourage you all to pray for the people of both Nicaragua and Venezuela. Both countries' conditions are getting worse and worse. There are certain things that the general media just does not communicate to the world. But the Nicaraguan government has been throwing young government opposers into a volcano, literally, so that there's no evidence of bodies being left behind. This is just one example of the horrible things that are happening over there. Truly horrible times for them. Meanwhile, many Venezuelans can't even afford to eat because of unprecedented inflation. Just so you get an idea, Maduro increased minimum wage back in March 2018 to approximately 1.3 million bolivars a month. Sound like a lot? NBC reported recently that a whole raw chicken would cost 14.6 million bolivars based on the old currency. That equates to 2.22 US dollars, $2.22. How can the common people of Venezuela endure something like that? So on one end, people are being killed and eliminated while the rest of the world ignores what is happening. And others are suffering hunger and needing to flee, if possible, and only with their shirts on their back, per se. Things are difficult for many people in different parts of the world, and we must at least pray for them so God can extend His hand of mercy and intervene somehow. I say pray at minimum, because faith without works is dead. Having said that, if you can pray and help in some way, you should do it. Just think, if that was you and or your loved ones going through those circumstances. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, I praise you because we can come to you, trusting and knowing that you care for our needs, and that, Lord, that you truly want to do things, but you also want to see your people dedicated to asking you to intervene. Lord God, you want to see us in action. You want to see us in love and prayer and doing things to help our fellow man. Heavenly Father, help us to have a heart to be able to understand that people do need help, that we can't just be sitting idly by, Lord God, that we need to pray and we need to act. Heavenly Father, we, we pray, Lord God, we lift, Heavenly Father, these people in these two different countries, Lord God, in both Nicaragua and Venezuela, Heavenly Father, look at their hardships. Look at the different things that they're going through. Heavenly Father, we also understand that there are Christians being persecuted also, Lord God. Heavenly Father, there are people that are dying, Lord. 
Heavenly Father, we pray for your mercy. We pray for your intervention. We pray, Lord God, Heavenly Father, that you may act, that you may act divinely, and that you may also be able to act through us. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that as we continue seeking through your word, Lord God, through what will happen, or what is probably already happening as part of these end times, that we might be mindful, Lord God, that we might have our eyes wide open, and that we might be receptive to your word and to do those things that are necessary. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we mentioned that we would get into key individuals that will come into the scene as part of the end times. As part of that, we talked a little bit about the Antichrist. Today will be part A of our series where we will talk about the beast or beasts. Our scripture passage today is found in Revelation chapter 13. And it says like this, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that even he makes fire come down from earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he is granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark, or the name of his beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. In this passage, there are a few key individuals mentioned. 
There is a beast rising up out of the sea. There is a dragon who gave of himself to the first beast. And there is a second beast that emerged out of the earth. Now there are a couple of things that are for certain that should be kept in mind as we skim through this passage. The first thing is that when these characters show up, all hell will break loose on earth. These will be times such as the world has never seen. And the second thing is that these are all part of the manifestation of Satan's kingdom on earth. And the world will follow them blindly, justifying all of the evil they will do. The world will praise them and worship them and treat them like gods. I guess the first question that you may all be asking is, when will this happen? And the answer is that there are no dates given in the Bible, but only a sequence of events that we have already discussed in past messages. There is no certainty if the rapture of the church will occur before, during, or even after their appearances, referring to the three entities. These three may already be among us, and they have just not manifested themselves to the world yet. We're definitely sure of one having been here on earth for quite some time, and that is the dragon. Another name for the dragon is Satan. Satan is on earth, and he travels all around it. And what is most alarming is that Satan sometimes sits in church. We read of this in Job chapter 1, where it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From growing, from going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Now many people would say that they couldn't support something like these beings, that they would never fall for such things. But pay attention to what you're watching, to what you're listening to, to what you're even wearing, and what you participate in. You may have already started taking those steps and not even realized it. And not only you, but you have allowed your family and even your kids to start intermingle themselves with the images and likeness of these detestable beings. For instance, the dragon is everywhere, in children's books, in movies, in decorations, in some cult practices within some of the martial arts, on clothing and so on. It's everywhere. It's also like celebrating Halloween. Many see the so-called holiday as something fun for the kids and adults, but in reality, it originated from the Celtics. Just in case, we're not talking about the Boston Celtics. But rather the ancient Celtics as part of their worship to Samhain, the Lord of Darkness or the Lord of the Dead. Satan is worshipped openly on Halloween night and those that partake of the celebration, even if they're doing things that seem innocent and harmless, are forming part of that evil celebration. So sometimes what seems very innocent can have deep and sinister backgrounds. We need to have our eyes open people. We need to be careful. We can't just go along with the flow. And yes, when you stand for Jesus, there will come a time that this may mean to stand against the current of the entire world and be singled out and be considered weird or exaggerated and so on. And this is one of the reasons why we have to be so careful with what we get involved and what we watch and what we allow to come into our homes. Another example are the skull images that are now even considered something stylish. What was once upon a time considered grotesque or unsightly or even cursed is now in all kinds of apparel, worn because it is the current style which is ultimately the glorification of death. That is what the skull represents. It represents death. And people wear them like it represents something that is great. 
we have to be careful. Now, as part of this beast's reign, it says that it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. The Bible warns that these will be terrible times, for it is written, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. The Bible also declares this, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. It's going to be tough, and there will be hardly anyone to trust. Understanding what the crowns mean and the heads and all the descriptive doesn't really matter very much in the grand scheme of things. What mainly matters and should be noted is that these beasts will reign over the whole earth. They will have complete and absolute control and they will perform great signs. Pure evil will be worshipped because of the things that they will do. And anyone who does not worship the image of the beast will be killed. These beasts will have complete control over everything. They will have a means to track and know anything and everything about you. There will be no privacy and no escape from their view. They will almost be like God on earth. And the only way a person will be able to subsist, like to be able to work and to eat and to live on this planet, is by accepting its mark, which means branding themselves with the number of his name. Once a person receives this mark, there is no salvation for them. That's it. Game over. When a person receives its mark, and it will be something based on the number 666 or 666, they are surrendering their soul to Satan himself, and they will do it knowingly, because they would rather lose their souls than endure the hardship that the beast or beasts will inflict upon them that oppose their reign and dominion. So, if there is a lesson we can glean from all of this, is that we must be vigilant. We need to keep our eyes wide open and both our eyes and hearts set on the Lord. Like the Bible says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. If you are living according to the flesh, you will give into the flesh and ultimately fall into anything and everything that Satan is involved with because that is where your flesh will take you. But if you endure in the spirit, Following the things of the Spirit of God, you will endure the temptation of turning away from your faith in Christ, and you will endure the hour of tribulation that is coming upon this earth, and all the challenges as this may bring, because you will understand that what happens here is only temporary, no matter how hard it is, and that what God has for those that love Him is eternal, and it is truly good. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we know that you warn us about things that will, that will not be easy. They will be hard. They will be difficult. But Heavenly Father, we give you thanks because, first of all, we know that if we love you and we follow you, we will not go through these things alone. But we will be able to trust in you. We will be able to know that we are safe in your hands. And even though we may suffer the worst, 
or terrible things may happen to us, we know that our eternity is safe in you. That there is no one that can touch our souls and that we will live forever if we remain in you, if we follow you, Lord God, if we remain faithful, if we continue loving you. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because what you promise is immovable. It is unshakable. And nothing or no one can take that away from us. Heavenly Father, help us to keep in mind that the things that happen in this world will only last for so long. Even if it seems like an eternity, it will only be a moment, especially as compared to eternity. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to have our hearts, our minds, our, our being put on you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us that you may be that foundation to our lives, that we might be able to remain, that we might be able to always move forward, no matter what. Heavenly Father, I pray for, for Lord God, for all of the listeners, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they may grow in this conviction that Jesus Christ is the only answer and that only the only one that has eternal life. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if by any chance you need some prayer or help or just like to share with us, please contact us. We'd be very happy to hear from you. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world.